life was like a box of chocolates. There is no place like... You talking to me? All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. Nobody puts baby in a I could have been a contender. He's looking at you, kid. Here's Johnny. A very particular set of skills. Your milkshake. Go ahead. Make my day. I'll be back. I am the father. I'm Spartacus. Shell off to my little friend. Why so serious? You shall not All right, welcome back to the Real Features podcast. We're absolutely delighted to introduce our next guest. He's one of Australia's most exciting horror filmmakers of the last 10 years. He's a director, writer, producer, and has even written a novel which is called Ed. Uh, he has released a string of popular horror films such as Boar, Charlie's Farm, and Daddy's Little Girl. And he's now just released his latest horror film, uh, which stars Wolf Creek's John Jarrett, which is a thrilling uh, exorcism uh, film called The Possession. Welcome, Chris Sun. Hi, thanks for having me, guys. And it's called The Possessed. Possessed. The possessed. What did I call it? Possession. Possession. Sorry. The possession. Oh however, I've already got a... however, any lucky people out there, if they get the DVD right now, the side of the DVD is misspelled. It's called Possessal. All oh, right. wow. So, <laughs> I think there's a limit of like 500 DVDs floating around. It's called The Possessal. So, guys, if, you, if you're out there, quickly get in, get a DVD because they're reprinting it right something. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... So, so, shit, next week it will be The Possession. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So, we're, it's a possessed. possessed. <laughs> Sorry, that is my bad. Yes. Um, how are you, man? You're, you're in uh, sunny Brisbane, aren't you? Sunshine Coast? Yeah, mate, you're based up here on the sunny coast. I'm well, yeah, d- doing yeah. good. Um, you know, I mean, I'm a filmmaker, so I'm constantly tired, worn out, stressed, broke. But yeah. um, other than that, I'm great. Yeah, yeah. Just, really keep it along well. Just making it happen, mate, making it happen. And uh, <laughs> you alluded to just before you've been on a film set or you're working on a film set at the moment and it's raining and causing a bit of havoc. Yeah, mate, we're, they, uh, I can't let too much out of the bag, but right now yeah. we're, we're actually building sets right now for an 1860s Western I saw this uh, one. Now it's 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 um, still yeah. it's a psychological thriller. So now I'm not like going full. I mean, I'd love to go full western. How cool would that be? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, it's a psychological thriller. We're shooting up here on the sunny coast. It's great to be doing another film back here. Um, we're not we're not going to be on set till January next year. Uh, you know, the floods and the the rain has slowed everything down, and also the American cast uh, you have availabilities and stuff. You yeah. know, for those guys. Um, ben, so you have Casper Van, what's um, from Star uh, Starship Troopers, isn't it? Um, from who was in that um, as your lead actor, isn't it? Um, well, I believe that. Yeah, there's been talks with Casper. In fact, I was texting Casper this morning. Yeah, uh, having a chinwag. Casper uh, is definitely involved in a capacity. There's another actor we can't name yet, but I okay. can say that I was getting my hair cut this morning, and I thought I'll just see if the hairdresser knows this fella because I'm going to be honest. I didn't. I'm, I didn't know who he was, right? Like from the movies. Like I'm not saying that in a bad way. Like the guy, yeah, yeah. he's a fucking big name. Guy and yeah, guy. wow. But I'm terrible with names. If you say, unless you say Denzel Washington, I'm like, yeah, I know Denzel Washington. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I pulled out my phone, I opened it up, and I said to the hairdresser, she's like, oh, my God. Is he? And I'm like, okay, all right, this is all good. Right. All right. We're on to a good thing. What I can say to people is think Harry Potter. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, so we'll go there. But, um, yeah, yeah Cass. Casper, um, I don't know how you heard that, but yeah, Casper is definitely. IMDb. Involved. 
It's on IMDb. It's on IMDb. You're on IMDb. Okay, so it's no fucking secret, right? Here I am trying to be all stealth. It's not on IMDb. Don't go. However, the Harry Potter guy is not on IMDb. I know that for a fact because they're in talking with him right now. Um, but yeah, JJ, Johnny Jarrett's going to do a cameo for me. He's going to wow. come up. Yes. I love working with JJ and you know, we get to kick his ass again. I mean, fucking yeah. why not? Like I beat him up with a giant pig. You know, if it's, if it's not me, he's running around killing tourists, right? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I need to, I need to bring him down a peg or two yeah, yeah. now and then, you know? So. Yeah. And just on that, what's it like working with the great man? I mean, he's a, a bit of an icon. Like, how, how is it working with him? You've worked with him a couple of times. Mate, here's a funny story. So when I did my first movie, Come and Get Me, right, I wanted, so the end of the movie, this guy pulls up in his car and, like, as his nephew's killing all these people, and the girl gets away and she sees his car. It's a typical end of the movie, waves the car down, and it pulls over and it's either, is it going to be someone to say or is it going to be the, the real killer, you know? Yeah. Well, I reached out to John and his team 10 years ago and said, look, I really want John to play this role, you know? And they declined because it was too close to Mick Taylor. And it was a, I was really bummed. I was like, man, I want to work yeah. with John Jarrett. Yeah. Like, how cool would that be? But then you fast forward to Boar, uh, you know, and we worked with him on that. And he's such a, he's such a sweet guy. He's a cool guy. Like... John, he, he like he teaches you, he listens, he takes direction really well, but he gives you such great advice. He takes all the actors under his wing, especially the up and comers. He, he, you know, he lets them know that, hey, like, you know, do this or do that. He's very professional, though, with set etiquette. Like yeah. some of these up and comers, they don't get it. And this is a good lesson for the guys out there, actually, like mm. learn set etiquette, learn how to act on a set. Yeah, because yeah. people like JJ and that have been around a long time. They want to get it. They know their stuff. They're ready to go. And if they don't know it or if they're having a bad day, they don't have time to fluff around. They want to get yeah. it done. This this yeah. is their job. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's it's one of those things with JJ. You know he's coming prepared. Yeah. You yeah. know he's ready to go. So as a director, you got, fuck, I've got to bring my A game, right? Because yeah. i, I got to be ready to go as well. But shooting the possessed with John was not only, it was a different experience. Like, Boar was so fun, but the possessed, not only was it, it was fun, but I, we connected in ways I didn't think that we would connect. Mm -hmm. And there's a scene in the film, it's in the final stages of the movie, JJ had to send these demons or these, these things back into the ground. And um, without spoiling it for people, but John, he, he did the take about three times. And I went up to him and I said, I need you to do one more. And he's like, fuck, because it was so draining, right? Yeah, yeah. And, he, and JJ's not getting any older. Guys, I rang him the other day. I said, John, about this other movie. I said, JJ, I want to get you involved. He goes, I'm fucking 70 now. And I'm just like, you're perfect for the role, you grumpy old bastard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Come> on. <laughs> JJ, you know I love you. Uh, yeah. He's the only guy that will send you text messages with a fucking chicken at the end. I don't know what the thing is with the chicken, but he loves a chicken. But anyway, <laughs> we're, we're doing this. So I said, I need you to do one more. And, and I explained to him what I wanted uh, and stuff like that. And you could tell the poor boy, he was knackered. He was sweating profusely. It was, it was hard work. Yeah. So he goes away and he comes back and he just fucking went for it, right? Yeah. Now the audience will see there's a part where Lincoln Lewis like grabs him. This is all real. John yeah. actually like cr cr collapses to the ground. He's wow. fucked. Yeah, right? wow. but after it, he gets up, and this is—I'll never forget—as an up-and-coming director, and I still look at myself as an indie up-and-comer. I'm still learning, right? Yeah. He embraced me, man, and, and and he nearly cried, and I nearly cried. He said, "Chris, I'm 70 years well, I was 69, 68, whatever it was then." He said, "I've never, ever, ever done anything like this before. You were right. I was wrong. 
We wow. had that was the take. That was the one. Wow. That was it. And it, we embraced. And for me, that was the proudest moment as a director ever to see the the guy, the the goat, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, say to you, you, you you're, you're making it now, mate. You're now becoming a director, and yeah. you pushed and you got the shot. Yeah. And man. that's what it's about. And it was a very. I'm actually getting goosebumps remembering yeah. the moment because it was really cool. Yeah. You know. And I mean, I've always loved. Look, Australia, we love John. Yes, you know, yes, yes. You get to hang out with him and, and work with him. And don't get me wrong, you know, like with all actors, we actors will come to set with a vision. The director's yeah. going to come to set with a vision. Sometimes the DOP's got a fucking vision. Everybody's yes. got a vision. Yeah. And you've got to wean through it all and try and get what Chris sees, you know, because at the end of the day, it's what's going to be on the screen. I want people to see, okay, that's what Chris Sun thought. And that's yeah. what I love about the cast that I have. They bring brilliant stuff where I can look at it and go, you know what? No, Chris Sun's wrong in this moment. Yeah, they're right. Mm. We need to shoot that Lincoln or, or Simone, who's another phenomenal actress, Simone Buchanan. Yeah, you know, yeah, the opening exorcism. I mean, I love Simone. Her and JJ together are just magic. You know, JJ yeah. and Melly Couch. You get these older and I'm, Simone. I'm not saying these are old. I'm saying the older school no. actors. You know, yeah. from the 80s and 90s that we grew up with. Yeah, they're just they just I don't know. There's just some magic there. Yeah. When you put these guys on screen together, they just nail it. So yeah, I mean, working with JJ, man, like. I would work with John if I could in every film, if it was a one day shoot or yeah. or something else like, and he knows. And the thing with John though, as much as he, you know, I believe he would work with me on most projects. John is still about credibility and the scripts. If it's a yeah. good movie, John will do it. Yeah. You know, he won't just go, oh, it's Chris. Oh yeah, fuck it. I'll do it. Yeah. It's, it's not about the money for us Aussies. We're not making big bucks here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we'll talk about that later because I got plans for that. (laughs) But but, um, you know, so it is about the the quality of the you know the content for John. It's got to be a good script. You know, it's got to be a good role. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'd like to do a film where I can dress him up as a drag queen. I think that'd be fucking <laughs> And you know sure. what, John, John, if he, and we'll get him to watch this, and you can hit yeah. him up later. I know you guys are going to do an interview with him. Say, Chris, yeah. I wants to put you in the <laughs> yeah. movie as a drag queen. Because <laughs> I reckon he'll fucking it do it. And yeah, I reckon he'll nail it, mate. I was going to say, he'll nail it. He's like, he was born to play. Yeah, yeah. Tom Jarrett's drag race, you yeah. know, <laughs> special guest, RuPaul. Yeah. <laughs> and then Mick Taylor comes out and shoots the motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, just on actors i mean do you have any process with in terms of pre-work that you want them to do before they come to set or do you have anything that you go through in terms of character development did that happen with the possessed sometimes i mean john we'll go back to john for a second john is big about the backstories john loves backstories likes to create them some actors do some actors don't um you know i will play the backstory sometimes if i feel it needs it i'll sit down with the actors and we'll go through it and jj is really good at backstories. The guy just loves them. He'll just yeah. create this whole fucking universe, yeah. you know, that exists. And you're like, fucking mate, maybe that's what really the guy was really about, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it, it depends on the actors and stuff. I love doing, you know, storyboards and that, but, uh, you mm. know, creating like visuals with, with Rob Stenner does my art. He also does all James Wan's stuff now, you know, which is great. Another sunny right. coaster up here that's doing all, uh, you know, monster designs for all the bigger places now, um, you know, but, I think that, you know, backstories can be extremely important in certain areas, like say Charlie's Farm is an example, you know, we go the backstories of the Wilson family, you know, but I actually show that on screen yeah. where we go back in time and we do yeah. that. Um, but sometimes the audience, well, the, a lot of times the audience will not know the backstories. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, we've got this guy, you know, who's an exorcist and, and this is it, we don't know. his. But I think with, with that in particular, with Jacob, 
you know, we do show someone, we do show that he has possessions at home yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Like a little insight for people, the real guy that the movie's based on, because look, anytime there's an exorcism movie that comes out around the world, it doesn't matter if it's, if it's BBBBB grade or a big studio one, it says based on a true story, right? Yeah. Yes. And yes. I know that the audience are like now thinking, oh, fuck off, it's not. <laughs> yeah. The Possessed is actually based on a guy named Mark Gardner who lives up in Mullaney. Actually, he's moved to the Gold Coast right now, but he's from Mullaney. That doesn't perform exorcisms. He calls them clearings. Yeah. Mm. And he's never charged for anything. There was people I saw commenting online a few weeks back saying, oh, this guy's a fake making money. He's never charged anybody for anything. He doesn't wow. do that. And he doesn't advertise. Now there's a movie out. People are going, hey, I've actually got inboxes. People wanting me to connect them wow. with the exorcist, right? So everything he does, he just does it for himself. You know, it's no financial gain. It's just word of mouth. So JJ had to go a little bit into Mark's backstory, but also create a bit of a backstory. So even though the exorcisms in the film or the clearings are yep. based on actual clearings that Mark has done, yeah, you know, Jacob is a little bit different, you know, in the yeah. movie than what Mark would be in real life. But Mark walks around with a Hawaiian shirt and a pair of shorts, like fucking koalas and kangaroo. He doesn't. He's not a priest. He's not a yeah. Catholic priest or what we're yeah. used to seeing. He's yep. literally just this little Aussie bloke that is a stand. Believe it or not, he's actually a stand-up comedian. He tries huh. to do stand-up comedy. Wow. Mark, you're kind of funny. I know you're going to watch this. You're kind of funny. You could be. <laughs> right? No, no, he's great. He, he's a, he, yeah, he wants to be an actor, and he's done you know, back in the day. But uh, you know, on the side, he goes around and actually, and I've I've filmed him performing real exorcisms. Well, in the I've credits, you that's uh, right because we say. watched the yeah. film yep. uh, over the last few days, and in the credits, you actually show footage of him. Yes, sir, we did. And that was him actually performing a a clearing on Sam Coward, who actually played Donkey in um, Charlie's Farm. And he's the one we chopped the pecker off and, you know, he definitely (laughs) needed an exorcism. Um, He's still choking. Um, And and also he was in Boar as well. We ripped his head off in Boar. Yeah, that was one we did for a little uh, YouTube show that I'm going to release next year called The Dark Side Down Under. So that's actually how I met Mark. Yeah. Um, But we went up to a house in Mullaney, this lady, she's going through a lot of stuff. And there was a guy that used to live in the house. We used to live next to her that sort of fantasized about her and he died and she's married. And every time her and her partner even try to get intimate, shit bangs in the house, shit gets thrown. Oh it's God. like this guy's spirit is now in her house and doesn't want her to have sex with this guy. And it's full on. Wow. So Mark goes up there and he knew nothing. I told him nothing, dude. Yeah. I thought, I'm going to test this motherfucker, eh? Yeah. I took him up there and we set up the cameras and we've got the footage. And he fucking said, right, what's the go with this room here? And it's, that's that's their bedroom. He said, yeah. somebody stands in the bathroom and watches you guys make out. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Oh, my wow. God. Get wow. the fuck out of here. He, yeah. he worked it out. And he's not like a psychic thing. It's like, I don't know, it's just like this these demons or whatever. He can see them. Yeah. They're there. He knows what's going on. So that was really – and he did all this, you know, thing – that's the other thing too. In the movie, John waves his hand. Yes. Mm-hmm. Says whose body is it? I saw somebody comment. You gotta love the trolls, but yeah, they comment yeah. online. Oh, the fucking hand thing. That's just rubbish. Well, that's what he actually does in real yeah. life. Yeah. Like a shaman. Yeah. Seeing, right? seeing in the again, you put in that video where you put that clip at the end. You can clearly yep. see that's what what he's doing, which is yeah. yeah. Correct. And that's why I put that yeah. at the end, guys, so people yeah. get a bit of an idea of yeah. why he does that. And he actually says, you know, whose body is this? So you keep saying. It's wow. Sam, you know, Sam's body or Chris's body. So the yeah. demons are going, okay, fuck, I've got to get out. Yeah. This isn't my body anymore. So, yeah, that's. I think I went off track a bit there. but No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's all good things. It so, was, um, it's fascinating. But random question, Chris, and you don't have to answer this, but do you believe in 
exorcisms. Do you Fuck believe yeah, in dude, ghosts? Bro. Do you, you believe Absolutely. in Absolutely. I, I love that shit. I, um, yep. I went and did an interview. Uh, actually, this is something I should uh, hook you guys up to try and do. Yeah. I did an interview. Uh, so in Australia, there's a doll called Let Me Out. It's Australia's most haunted doll. Yeah. Uh, it was so famous back in the 80s that Stephen King tried to buy the doll. I've seen the letters from Stephen King huh. trying to purchase the doll. The guy never sold it. And at one stage, they became very, very broke that he drove with the doll to go and sell it, but then couldn't do it and took the doll back, right? So he oh, kept yeah. the doll. So over the years, if you Google or YouTube letter me out, right, there's so many television interviews with this doll, with this guy about this doll. Yeah. So I thought, fuck it, I'm going to go and interview the doll. Yeah. Right? So I sat the doll in front of me. I had a ghost, uh, uh, ghost hunting, uh, uh, you know, like uh, stuff they use for, for hunting for ghosts, right? Yeah. So I had like a spirit box and all this shit set up. I put a, a lapel microphone on it, right? Yeah. Wow. And I st- and and they have this thing like spirit box. It's like, and voices come through it. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. if it comes through and says, "Welcome to '91," but we know that's not the fucking ghost, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a radio it's, presenter ghost. Yeah. Yeah. If it specifically answers your questions, though, there's a good chance you, you communicate. So yeah. I've got the doll there. I'm sitting in front of it and I start asking questions and it wasn't getting much. And then I thought I'm going to be cheeky, you know, and I said, are you a virgin? I just couldn't help myself, right? Yeah. And straight through the box, he goes, yes. Right. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. And then I remember that the people, every time the grandkids come over, they hide it in the cupboard, right? Yeah. So I said, do you like being hidden in the cupboard? And it said, no. Mm. And I said, have you ever seen Annabelle and Chucky? Yeah. And it said, no. And I said, would you like to? And it said, yes. These, This is all on camera, all coming yeah. through. Yeah. And I'm just like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so I'm the first person, I reckon, that's actually ever captured something from this doll. Because even the owners were sitting there going, fuck, I didn't know the cat could talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. The fucking doll can talk. Yeah. You know? First ever doll years. interview. You know, like... <laughs> so, wow. but, you know, we, 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 yeah, de- de- look, I definitely believe in ghosts and, uh, and stuff like that. I'm not. I'm not Christian. I do believe in God, and I think the only reason why I believe in that is because I have children. And you want to know that if anything ever happened to my kids, God fuck touch wood. But you mm. want to know that they're going somewhere awesome. You know, like yeah. if there's a heaven, I want my kids to go to that fucking heaven. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I believe in all that stuff. Aliens, fucking the yeah. Loch Ness monster, yeah, the yeah. Yowie dude. Big I got some foot. great fucking Yowie Big stories. Foot. Bigfoot, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I took Jake Kevin Foster plays Orion in this film. Don't ever yeah. take Jake Kevin Foster fucking Bigfoot hunting. Don't do it. It's fucking dangerous, right? Because yeah. in the Bigfoot community, they get a lump of wood and they call it tree knocking, right? Yeah. So they'll hit the tree three times and then they stop and they listen, right? Is the Bigfoot going to hit back? Because it's like a communication thing, right? Wow. So anyway, I've got this camera set up and Jade, all you got to do is hit the tree. And we'll see what happens, right? And Jade's like, oh, I can do that. Fucking, yeah, sure you can, right? He lines it up. He misses and sack whacks me, dude. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, no, no Bigfoot hunting with Jade Kevin Foster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do no weapons, no woods, no nothing. Yeah. Just, just let him stand there, right? Holy shit, man down. Oh, <laughs> it was shit. a man down. Yeah. And they thought it was the coolest thing ever. He's like, did yeah. you get that on camera? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bloody jackass. It's amazing. <laughs> Literally jackass. My eyes yeah. were for days. Yeah. But yeah, look, I've, I've, and that's how I met Jade, actually. You know, we did that kind of stuff. So, you know, he's, he's great in the film. It was his first ever acting role. Wow. And I find him like the comedic relief a little bit, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, throughout the film. Uh, so much love for Jade. He's, the, he's the, the sweetest, loveliest guy. 
but he just says the most random shit. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's funny. Um, you know, when we, when we cast Jade, you know, it was all good. I'm like, yeah, Jade, are you going to do it and stuff like that? And uh, he turned up and uh, Jade, well, Jade and I are completely different people, right? Yeah. Yep. So I'm blokey bloke and Jade likes fashion. He likes the, the fancy, all the, the good, he's a good looking guy that likes the good looking shit, right? Yeah. I yep. wear me dickies, me thongs and a fucking Goetia shirt, right? Yeah. So anyway, he turns up on set day one, Jade, you're going to kill me, but I want you to, screw. <laughs> and I look at him and I'm like, no, fuck no. Jay Button got lip injections. I thought oh, wow. I saw that in the wow. film. <laughs> oh my god! It's like, dude, no, no, you can't do that, bro. What That's are you doing? Hilarious. So, oh, so yeah, character. so John thought it was the funniest thing ever. He's like, "This is what you get with working with fucking influencers." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, again, I, I adore Jay. It was funny, you know. We just rode yeah. the wave, mate. It's like whatever, yeah. have fun. Yeah, you know, you got it. We're here to make a movie and. And you know what? People that watch Orion, that's it. That's Orion. That's who they're seeing. Yeah. They're seeing this flamboyant guy, you know, like that's yeah. it. And, you know, that's what we love about Jade. And we cast Jade for that reason. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you, you can't not love the fucker. He's just great. But Jade, don't do that again. Yeah. Yes. No, yeah. no cosmetic yeah. surgery before this, the we, role, we, man. Yeah, that's right. You just, you just wait until yeah, like, yeah. that's an explosive, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> so many people um, are going to kick my ass when they hear this. Like, yeah. <laughs> so much insight. Yeah. Um, we're, given this is based on a true story, and as you spoke about before, but how did you catch wind of, of you know, the, the story? And, and obviously then that moving into you writing a script and writing a film about it, but how did you sort of you know, catch, yeah, catch wind of it, essentially. Yeah. The producer from Boar, uh, Chris Merrick, she, when we are filming The Dark Side Down Under, um, you know, as I said, we're traveling around, like I go ghost hunting with drag queens in like abandoned prisons. It's really cool, man. Yeah. Uh, like just fun stuff, you know, because like movies, you know, you might not, I might not be able to do it. Like, well, obviously we're doing the Western, but normally like when you write and direct your own films, it could take a couple of years, you know, before mm. you get another gig. So you got to try and always be creative and do stuff. And and Chris mentioned about this Mark Gardner, and uh, you know, and Mark had known who I was. Though apparently he came to the Boar premiere, and I didn't say hello. Apparently that's the story, right? I wore a snob dip. Apparently I don't remember that Mark, you know. But anyway, uh, but that's how I met Mark. And um, what happened was though there was actually a, a script that was originally written on on mark for this film but the funders the the, the people the money people mark nobody like they didn't like it they're like this mm. is not good it's not yeah. it's not it's not, it was about it was just not right it wasn't about mark it wasn't about him yeah. and they hit me up and said you know look would you you know would you be keen to get involved and i said look for me to do it i need to write my own script you know i need to look at you mark i need to talk about this and it needs to be a chris sun film yeah. and that's what we agreed to do you know we're like, okay let's write that so I'd be writing it and I'd be ringing Mark every night going, dude, what about fucking this, right? Like, yeah. because in reality, you know, you when Mark performs an exorcism, and this is something, you know, for, for your listeners out there, that when we watch exorcism movies or exorcism on the internet, normally it's like, yeah, someone's freaking out, they're fucking yeah. bomb, whatever. In Mark's universe, that's not how it works. He has had clearings like that. But most of the time, you're just laying there and something is coming out of you. Now, if I made a movie where you're just like, eh, like, you know, mm -hmm. and, and he's like, <laughs> you know, and then it's like fucking, he's doing it. People would be quite bored with that. They would yeah, be like, you know yeah. what? When you see it in real life though, it's really intense. But in a mm -hmm. movie, it'd be like, ah, oh, you know, come sure. on. Yeah. So I had to create 
that digital vibe of something yeah. coming out of them or the practical effects demons to give you a visual so you can see it. So yes, people, there is, you know, an element of bullshit in there as well. Like I had to yeah. create monsters. So you got something physically to see. Got to yeah. make but it entertaining that, too. That's Absolutely. right. I mean, yeah. that's, that's yeah. the Chris Sunside. I love practical effects. So yeah. even though we had this digital stuff going on, I wanted to you know, complement that with practical monsters or demons mm. that we can see. And don't get me wrong, folks. I wanted to kill people. <laughs> if I could have had my way, those demons would have been killing people. Yeah, more maybe yeah. in the next yeah. one. You know? <laughs> but, but I think that you know, with with Mark, and Mark was cool for that because he knew that you know, and and something that they're working on now with Mark is a television show called The Accidental Exorcist. Oh. So Mark calls himself The Accidental Exorcist because it, this happened to him by accident. He yeah. was actually being uh exercised many years ago and um a demon came out of him and then somehow he ended up having this gift so if you go to the nightclub scene as an example in the movie yeah when mark realized he had the gift what was happening is he was actually sitting on a stool in a nightclub and he was watching demons bounce between people oh my god wowzers and you know and he believes that you know and and um, well this is a belief uh for the listeners out there this is not what he's saying is fact yeah this is his own personal belief that he believes that people that struggle from anxiety or alcoholic, there's demons attached to them. Yeah. Right. That mm-hmm. make them do that. He's not saying yeah. this is fact, but yeah, drug addicts, there's demons that go, you know, and make you. A yeah. d- and he believes that if he can perform clearings, mm. you know, he can remove those demons and help you, you know, uh, yeah. uh, you know, with with the drug or alcoholism or something like that. Yeah. So, sure. and that's why he believes that in the nightclub he saw this guy this demon attached to it and then out of nowhere it just started beating this guy out it's yeah. like a demon made that and that's where that comes from yeah yeah that's in the same. film yeah. you know so it just gives people a bit of an idea but obviously we only have an hour and a half you yeah. know to try and push everything in there if we you know uh, i mean don't get me wrong i'd like to do a stephen king three-hour movie Fucking <laughs> six hour would be great you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> these days no one would watch it but um you know i think that so the movie just gives you a little bit of taste of bit of Mark or what he's gone through, yeah. although we don't explain it. Yeah. And we do that through um, Lauren Grimson's character where she yeah. sees the, the, the stuff again, we won't spoil it for people, but she yeah. sees this, this happening. So that is kind of Mark, but through her eyes. Sure. Yeah. That yeah. story. Yeah. Yes. And those, those special effects on monsters are very impressive in this film. I mean, you've obviously got, a fair talent i believe if i read it correctly you've also got a bit of um, background in in fx and special you know special. well effects. i dabble in the effects all the special effects for my films i mean i have you know uh, done basic stuff in the films in the past but it's all done by steve boyle yeah. um slb effect. actually i think they're known as formation effects down yeah. in bridge i just know steve is steve right so yeah, yeah. Steve, build some shit. um <laughs> he many many years ago i had a a, a horror shop on the sunny coast little horner museum and steve was like my hero yeah like i even had one because he did the 30 days of night uh, you know all the makeup for that and and i just i look up this guy I'm just he's just like my fucking hero and yeah. when i started making movies i wanted steve to make my props and yeah. ever since come and get me right through I've, I've always gone to steve boyle and yeah i'm i'm like i do like you know jason Voorhees coffee tables and i think it's the most viewed uh coffee table in the world is my jason Voorhees tables i think they've had like 30 40 million views probably more than that on on the internet um but steve is definitely the guy that does all the effects and this film he built all the suits 
build all the well him and his team of course yeah uh build all the monsters uh yeah it wouldn't be a chris sun film without having steve boyle attached that's for sure because you know them that even like this western even though it's a psychological thriller we have steve building effects yeah. for this just to just to put, keep pushing it you know so when yeah. people watch it they know they're going to get the, you know their visual taste buds are going to get excited when they see great practical effects and i think that although the world now is so cgi is everything now it's it's become like the technology is there um and you know what the possessed needed the help of that cgi shit actually so did bore in certain areas although you know again you know the 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 new generation i don't know all the x's whatever they call them thing i know all my x's but i don't know the x's the gen x's right but you know they they some people watch bore and they're like oh that practical pig was shit (laughs) <laughs> but they like the digital peg, you know. But then you yeah, got the, really. the the other people going, "Oh fuck, dude, that practical effects is great." Yeah, yeah. You know, like so with and and the other movie we'll talk about a bit later. The script that I've written that's now we're, we're green lighting. It's already with sales. It happens after the western. Everyone will be happy to know it's one hundred percent practical effects, Love and that. it is a fucking kill fest. Yeah, it's mm. a fucking kill fest. But we'll go over that one soon for you, you know. And yeah, and um, but yeah, so. It's it, all the effects are definitely Steve Boyle. Um, you know, every now and then a little bit I might dabble, but I'm like a hobby F, F special effects guy. He's a professional. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I reckon it's almost time to get to our listener question. What do you reckon, Paul Cookson? Um, yeah, sounds have... good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think oh, so. Fuck, yeah. Here we go. Here we yeah. go. <laughs> all right, Chris, look alive. Here we go. So yeah. right. here is the question incoming. Hi, guys. Who do you think is the best horror director out of James Wan, Jordan Peele, and M. Night Shyamalan? And that is from Simon. So thank you, Simon, for sending that in. Yes. And uh, Chris, do you want to go first on this one? Do I have to? Uh, you have to, <laughs> yes. Uh, you're contractually well, thank, obliged. Thank, thanks, Simon. Uh, look, obviously, <laughs> as a director, you know, you always got to be careful talking about other directors, you know, out there, especially, you know, indie director like myself. But I have to say, um, yeah, the three of them there, you've put three crackers on the table, right? Let's be yeah. honest. Come on, dude. What the yeah. fuck, man? <laughs> How are we meant to pick between, like, James Wan, first of all, yeah. is I was only talking about him on an interview yesterday. It, like, yeah, he is the master. The fucking, well, actually, look at Jordan Peele now. I mean, fuck, here we go. Mm, yeah. we're, we're, like, come on, man. Like, all these guys are, are superb in their own right. I, I'm going to be a little bit biased to say James Wan because... I, you know, he's, he's Aussie, you know, yeah. he, he's my boy, mate. I don't know him, but he's just a fucking, he's a rock star in this industry, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, but then Jordan Peele, man, he's like, he's next level fucking amazing shit now. Like, it's yeah. full on. Like, we're, we're, we're wanting to watch Nope, uh, just, just to check that out. Like, every, this guy, like, he's on a whole nother planet when it comes yeah, to, yeah. you know, creating scripts and writing stuff. And, I mean, James, you know, he's i mean i mean fuck dude I, 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 and then <laughs> m night i mean come on like then you got m night i mean fuck dude like he's on another level again like you got this yeah. little indie guy chris sun from australia you know <laughs> these are like gods you know they look at these fucking glows around yeah. should even greg, greg mcclain's hovering up there they're all up there right yeah. and there's little chris a going fuck be nice be nice be nice <laughs> but, but look simon I, i'm not going to give it a, a straight answer to i will yeah. favor james a little bit how about yeah. that because he's aussie yeah, and I'm all about supporting our industry, and even though he's killing it in the US, he's still a big supporter of the Australian film industry, and so I'm going to go with James. I'm going to stick yep. with James. I think I think that's nice. a good answer. What do you reckon, Cookson? You're a big horror fan. Like out I of am, yeah. the two of us, you're you're definitely you're all over horror. 
Yeah, I agree with Chris. This is the impossible question. But yeah, look, um, Jordan, Jordan Paul, uh, Paul yeah, um, he's, uh, sorry, Jordan Paul, Jordan Peele. Um, yeah, he's, I mean, he's really only kind of released the three films that, but the quality of them, of the, the horror ones, he's done a few series, but the quality mm. of those and the originality of them, if it keeps going at that right. rate, he's probably going to, he's probably going to win the race sort of thing. But, um, you know, the, M. Night Shyamalan was probably the OG of those, you know, and, and his quality at the start with Sixth Sense and stuff like that was pretty amazing. Look, we all know his, his form's dropped off a little bit as he's gone on, but um, I still don't mind his most recent one, the one old. It was a bit of fun. It was a bit different. Um, and, um, and yeah, look, James Wan, I probably agree. I think um, James Wan, I mean, he's created the most probably films of all of them, but... You know, that original Saw was obviously pretty groundbreaking. And I know they're sequeling that into the ground, but um, <clears throat> The Conjuring for me, um, that first one was one of the creepiest things I'd seen mm. in cinemas for a while. Um, some of the stuff on that. And and now he's built this production company, which is sort of, you know, just sort of churning out some, you know, pretty good stuff. Even Malignant, his most recent one, hit our top 10 films of last year as well, which was really original and pretty creepy as well. So yeah, no, I think, and he's Australian, so Chris is right. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Sam? Yeah, what'd you, what have you? Yeah, what look, you I, I probably, I mean, look, echoing that in terms of, I, I do love Jordan Peele at the moment. I really, I watched Nope, loved it. Um, yeah, he, he's doing something like out of, and especially because they're on such a big scale too. These are like really mainstream films, and he's doing something legitimately different, which I, I do like. It's not a superhero film. It's not, you know, it's <laughs> mm. it's a. It's something different and it's it's jumping into mainstream, which is awesome. But yeah, James Wan, I mean, saw, as you said, that was groundbreaking. So those two for me, M. Night, I mean, Sixth Sense is awesome. But um, yeah, it's those two for me, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. I think, James, I think Simon, I think James Wan. Yeah. James, so one. I think James did... one. Hey, one. there we go. Hey, nice did it bang? Love it. Jeez, I'm on, fire. I'm on yeah. fire. All right, now... We're going to swing straight into this other segment, which is really difficult and uh, stupid, and it's yeah. called "Name That Pointless Dialogue." <laughs> oh shit! So, <laughs> so I'll give you the. No guests ever get this, by the way, Chris. So the, the bar's oh, very low. It's it's always just a a small piece of dialogue from one of the films that are by one of these directors. So it's probably just right. narrows it down to maybe 50 films, uh, Chris, yeah. so no pressure. Right. And it's not a common line. It is one of the most good. <laughs> it could be an extra. Sometimes Sam even quotes it wrong, you know. Yeah, yeah. I sometimes fuck up the wrong. quote, you know. So it's... Um, the impossible. So, and I, I'm a horrible actor, so I, I won't do a good accent. So it's... Um, All right. You work out. But here we go. <clears throat> here we go. All right. Swing away, Meryl. Meryl, swing away. It's definitely not how he says it either. <laughs> um, shit. No, um, hang on. It, it, it's not a Jordan Peele one, is it? No. No. All right, give up. No, no. no. So, narrow down the director. All right, director, it's M. Night. Okay. Swing away, Meryl. Meryl, swing away. <laughs> no. Nah. <laughs> it could be the delivery i don't know yeah, no, the delivery is perfect when i tell you who it's this perfect. is no it's not at all all right it's out of the film signs and it's mel gibson's character ah okay it's have you seen know, that? yeah i've seen signs though. i have seen signs. in the last scene he um you know they they place 
glasses, massive spoiler, but you know, the film's like 20 years old. Yeah. Um, they put the daughter's placing glasses of water all over the house and the water is what actually kills the aliens. Yeah. And Meryl is his brother and he says, swing away and he starts hitting all the glasses. So it sprays water on the aliens. There you go. Very obscure and pointless dialogue <laughs> that no one was ever going to get, Chris. No. You could have gave me like, if we need a bigger boat thing or something. I would have got that. I need a bigger boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I'll be back. You know, so. You know? Or, or like, yeah, if he dies, he dies. Everyone loves Rocky, you know, Rocky yeah, Ford. Yeah. He dies, he dies. Like, yeah, yeah. Use that for next time for someone else. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. <laughs> the whole point of it is that no one will ever win this segment. It's um, like the lottery. If they actually picked it, they need yeah. they should be winning a lot of you money. You win a car, actually. It's Chris. like, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Well, should we? I mean, you just alluded yeah. to Rocky, Chris. I mean, that was the movie Rocky Four that you picked to, to discuss. That's your nostalgia yeah, well, I, from choice. Yeah, well, they hit me up and said, you know, a lot of people always think that, I mean, look, don't get me wrong, I love horror, I love 80s horror. Um, but, you know, growing up, I was a huge Bruce Lee fan. I've got probably one of the biggest Bruce Lee collections in Australia, actually. Like I have, I used to have a safe just full of Bruce Lee stuff. Um, but I, for some reason, I mean, you know, I, I think every film lover, you know, you can't go past Rocky. You know, we all love the original Rocky, but there was something about Rocky Four. I don't know what it was when I was a kid, that even though pretty much the whole movie was a montage, you know, it was just music after just one yeah. song would finish, the next song would start, you know, and then yeah. he'd be running in the snow and you'd hear that bit, and then the next song would start, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's just there's just something cool about putting on the Rocky Four soundtrack, getting in your fucking car that's not a Lotus, yeah. and uh, you know, going down the street thinking you're fucking Sylvester Stallone, you know, or, or being inspired. I mean, let's be honest, any Rocky movie, there's going to be a moment where Sylvester's going to inspire you. Yes. All right. He's yeah. got the speech. It's in every fucking one of them, right? It is. Yeah. Doesn't matter yeah. what it is, you know. If it's not Mickey with a fucking little golden glow, it's something, right? Yeah. I mean, get up, you son of a bitch, because Mickey loves you, right? Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> it just makes you want to get up and fucking do something great, you know? Yeah. But yeah, Rocky Four. I don't know what it is. I remember we used to live next to a uh, a video store for the kids out there that don't know VHSs were a thing. You have to rent yeah. these things, right? <laughs> And um, the guy's name was Gary. I don't know. I just know this guy's name because I used to go there next door and ask him if I could um, have a movie to watch. And it would always be Rocky, right? So when my mum, because my dad was an interstate, uh, interstate truck driver, so he would be traveling all the time ever since we were kids. And uh, so when my mum would go to bed, I would sneak upstairs, put in the movie and yeah. watch it. And most times it would be Rocky. So they'd all come to a crash at Rocky Four. It all come to a crashing end, though, when Gary asshole decided to give my mum overdue bill right? oh no for real yeah so my mum was coming home one day gary comes out he's like look you need to get you got to get chris to bring the movie back she's like what are you talking about he's away in the truck because my dad's name's chris as well yeah, yeah. No, not that chris little chris and she's like hang on what the fuck are you doing letting him rent movies yeah <laughs> what are you doing on tick mate on tick <laughs> so not only was I getting the, bastard. <laughs> not only was I getting these movies on credit, yeah, but he yeah. was yeah he was like charging overdue fees. So oh it God. kind of ended pretty quick. But uh, ever since a little kid, I just I don't know. I just something about I don't. Know, I also think it's Sylvester Stallone. I just think the Rambo franchise, the Rockies, they're just all great films. But for some reason, it's Rocky Four. And if it's not that, it's Enter the Dragon, Bruce Lee. I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my grandfather was Chinese. He just passed not long ago. You know, rest in peace. And um that's where the name son comes from my grandfather sure. was chinese and um yep. no i'm not chinese people you know he's my, my, <laughs> my step pop but he was yeah. my pop and yeah. um you know i've been a bruce lee fan since i was really really little 
So anything Bruce Lee, you know, for me is just, you know, I love that as well. But outside those two, you know, I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm a horror guy. Like if, yeah. if there's a horror movie, I'm going to watch it. And the more B grade for me, the better. Yeah. yeah. I, I love splatter films. I love blood and guts. And I just think the younger generation today, they just, I don't, I, I don't know. Again, it's all the CG stuff and they, they yeah. want the Marvel stuff and that. Like yeah. you give me, if they, if they put a thing up tomorrow, saying we're making a new pumpkin head, I'm fucking there. Right? <laughs> we're making a new Frankenfish or, or you know, yeah. anything that's just random old school horror, you know, you've got me, I'm, I'm in. Yeah. But then of course you go to the other, other side of it. And we've got, you know, the James Wan and the jump scares and the, and the yeah, phenomenal yeah. films that come out now. But yeah, like Terrifier 2, I'm fucking dying to see that. Like yeah. yes. Terrifier 1 was just perfect. And and it proves a point, actually. I said to some people before The Possessed, there is good money to be made in the film industry for for, for, for investors in the splatter genre. And mm. they all fucking, no, it's not. Nobody's interested in that. No, they're not. Look at fucking Terrifier 2 right now. People it's killing. They've done over five to, million or something, the right? Because they're passing out or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like wow. they're killing it. That that genre is still alive, and I think now what they've done, and thank you to them because Dark Moon, and we'll talk about that in a minute. That is opening the door again. People are now going. I want to see these practical effects, fucking splatter films. Yeah. So Terrifier, you know, like I'm again, like fucking, I can't wait to see it. But Terrifier one, if you haven't seen it, guys, you got to check it out. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, you know, yeah. it's great, eh? Like yeah. art is just, you know, like Pennywise, you're a fucking legend, but yeah, art yeah. is fucked <laughs> up, right? Art's going to fuck your shit up. There's no doubt about it. So, you know, it, again, though, it's opening doors and it's showing the indie filmmakers as well. Mm. Guys, you can do this. Yeah. You can yeah. do it. Don't, don't, don't listen to the people saying no. Fuck them, right? If yeah. you want to go and make a splatter film of blood and go, go and fucking do it because there is an audience. And yeah. because of Terrifier 2, the doors are opening up again. Yeah, yes, you know, yes, and let's not forget what Ryan Reynolds did for R rated. You yeah, know, R rated yeah. was a thing. Oh, you know, and distributors like even my films, they're like, oh, we can't know R rated, Chris. Oh, no, you got to cut this out. And it was like, oh, fuck, really? Yeah. And yeah. then Ryan Reynolds went, you know, fuck you. This yeah. is what I'm doing. And this, and now R rated just say, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. so yeah. R rated horror, I guess, is a little bit different because you can get, you can push across the line, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But, well, I mean, I, not in my world. Like, I'll watch it. I mean, yeah. there is lines to cross, though. Serbian film? <laughs> Fuck. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Fuck. No, yeah. There's, there's a line to cross. <laughs> yeah. I'm not talking that kind of shit, right? Yeah, I know. But, <laughs> but Splatter, Slasher, That's you it. know, again, go back to the good old Texas Chainsaw Massacres, all the greats, yeah. you know, and Riz, let's start making those kind of films again. Because I think you young ones out there, I think you're ready for it now. I think yeah. you've had enough CGI, right? You're like, fuck this CGI. I want to see somebody chop a fucking head off, you know, and I want to see the silicon props. I want to see the latex. I want to see the blood splatter. I think you guys are ready for some more, you know, terrifiers and splatter films. I think they're coming back. Yep. Absolutely. And Chris, you're going to do that, right? You're going to be part of that. I'm going to do my best. Yeah, yeah. So we've, uh, obviously, we've got His Frontier, which we're working on now. And then I've written a script, uh, which I teamed up with Jason Bahan, who actually was the buyer from Universal. Uh, and we developed the script called Dark Moon. So this is actually an exclusive right now. Yeah. Um, and Dark Moon, it's, uh, I won't go into it too much. It's a monster film. It's not bore two, guys. It's not a monster pig. Okay. Um, but it's 100% practical effects. It's going to take us about six months for Steve to build the suits, to build all the corpses, the everything that we need for this film. It's a big, big build. 
but it's me going back to doing what I love. And that's just the, the, the monster blood and guts yeah. killing R-rated. It's going to be R-rated. You know, it's just it. And, and when we took it to the sales guys and we gave them the script, so we went out, we got coverage, we did everything. And that was new for me. Yeah. I've never gone out and done script coverage before. I've always just gone with my thing, but I wanted every angle of this script to be pulled apart. I didn't mind getting punched in the face. Punch me in the face. Let me know it's shit so I can fix it. Yeah. But also I had to keep in mind that that's somebody's reading its opinion. Mm. You know, are they a true horror fan? Do they truly get, I mean, mm. there's a scene in this movie that's a tribute to Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, wow. And it didn't matter if this you know, person reading it didn't like that. Fuck him. It's staying, right? Yeah. <laughs> because true horror fans are going to go, those that have seen that, not true yeah. horror fans, sorry. Guys that have seen Cannibal are going to go, oh, you cheeky little fucker. Yeah. Right? yeah. I know what that is, right? So we did the coverage we did everything and i believe it to be the best script i've ever written like wow, hands down okay. then yeah. when we sent it to the us and let the us team read it they straight away like just went boom we need this film uh, to the point that the sales agents not only wanted to sign it straight away they offered to even throw in half raise half the finance for the film whoa they're like dude wow. this is a good script this is yeah. a monster film that the world needs and it's like, you know what? I'm fucking super keen. So we pushed it because of House for Rent, because House for Rent, it's the first job I've ever, where so, well, I've had other, I, I got offered to do an OJ Simpson film. That's a, another conversation that's still potentially on the table. Yeah. Um, and then there was a comedy film in America. These are two American films. But this film came to me. It was a close friend. She was involved, uh, His Frontier. She was in, in Charlie's Farm and in Boar. It's a fucking brilliant script. Yeah. And I just, and it was the first time Legitly, somebody's like, hey, we'll just pay you to direct. You just direct it. You do this. So you don't need to worry about too much. Well, I've ended up producing it and doing all the other shit no, no, anyway. No, no. But, you know, but it's nice to go and do a project that's not the typical Chris Sun project. It's not, doesn't it? Like everyone, again, you guys have seen my films. They've always got yeah. comedy in them. They're yeah. not designed to be freaky, scary movies, but they're, they're designed to have fun, right? Yeah. yeah. This is a psychological thriller. It's, it, this is an actor's film. This is about how we like this film, how we shoot this film. Yeah. Because there's only five casts in the whole movie. Oh, wow. Okay. It's really cool. Like, it's not what people think. And, um, you know, this is going to really test me as a director mm. to become cinematic, to yep. make it look stunning, not like straight to DVD. This is going to yep. look stunning yeah. whereas we can go to dark moon guys and we can just fuck shit up yeah. and we can shoot that in a handheld you know uh, uh typical slasher monster horror style okay. film yeah. that we're going to enjoy whereas this one is going to teach me more and that's what i love about my career so far yeah. every film i'm learning that little bit more and a little bit more i've mm -hmm. got a long way to go i'm no will probably never be of the level of a james wan or an m night but I'm happy being in the three million to five million dollar range, or say yeah. the, the two to five indie film. I'm like the 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 the, the cheaper version of Kevin Smith, you know. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I'm just a little Aussie film guy that loves making, you know, random fucking Aussie horror films. Yeah. But I want to push myself too now and climb that ladder ever so slowly and gently yeah. by yeah. just getting yeah. better each time. For sure, yeah, well, that's what it's all about. That that yeah, sounds. Bro. Mate, you've got a lot going on though. You've yeah, got a lot well, in the in the pipeline, that's for sure. I do. Yeah, De yeah. <laughs> definitely busy. It's um, you know, it's it, look, it's 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 a fun life, but it's it's also a challenging life because again, and, and it's nothing against the Australian film industry, but you don't make movies in Australia for money. No, you know, uh, uh, you, and you've got your own money side. 
thing you you side project. Yeah. I do, I do. Actually, we'll discuss we'll talk about that real quick. But but the filmmakers here, they know what I'm talking about. Like we yeah. struggle, man. We do. I like Boar. Here's something that some people know, some people don't know. Boar. When Boar fell over, there was a, a section there where Boar fell over, and we had to we had to save the film, and I didn't quit. But I was. I, we ended up homeless three times. We had to live in my mum's garage because oh of Boar. I would put everything, whatever, back into that film. I'm going to finish this film. Mm. And I just battled and battled and battled and battled. And, you know, I lost friends along the way. I gained friends along the way. But I wanted Mm. to prove to people that I will not fucking quit. Yeah. I'm going to finish this damn film. And fuck, we did. And Boar went on to be the fifth best-selling horror film in 2018 in Australia. Yeah. The 12th best-selling horror film for Universal for the, the past three years. Wow. Right? And it went on to go on billboards in and taxi cabs in New York. Yep. You know, wow. if, I, if I'd have quit, if I'd have thrown in the towel, I would have always been the guy that never finished that film, that, that, yeah. that Razorback wannabe or something like that. I would have been yeah. that guy. Yeah. But yeah. I just didn't quit. And I feel really proud of myself and my partner. We just stuck with it, man. We just like, yeah. fuck this. And Chris Merrick, the producer, we didn't, you didn't give up. Yeah. So I just want to say to people out there that, you know, we're making movies in Australia, when we don't do that, we do it because we love it. Yeah. We do it, and, and don't get me wrong, we want to get paid, motherfuckers. We want to get yeah, paid. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> but we do it because we love it. We do it because we want to tell a great story, our story. And like Kevin Smith, I mentioned him, I make movies that I think I would want to watch, just like yeah. Kevin does. And yeah, I yeah. just hope that you guys would enjoy them too. Yeah. That you would you know, go, you know, I, I, I like Chris's style. I'm going to enjoy his films. So that's the movies that I make. But... On the side, you got to think. Well, fuck. How do you pay the bills? You yeah, know. Yeah. So I start uh, about six months ago. A mate of mine, Jace, he's my best mate. He introduced me online to a guy named Gary V, right? And Gary V is phenomenal, right? Like yeah. motivational speaker, everything. But I watched this video of this guy, and he went into a, a garage sale. He's like, you know, watch me, right? And he went and he bought something for like a dollar, and then he went and he goes, see, I bought this for one dollar. We'll, we'll call it this tape measure, right? I bought it mm. for a dollar. I'm now going to go online. I'm going to sell it for $5. It's worth $5. I'm going to make yep. four bucks. So I was like, wow, look at this guy. And I've always loved American pickers and stuff. I know yeah, nothing yeah. about antiques, like nothing at all. I just yeah, love no. the shows, right? So I started watching these guys on YouTube. There's this like this guy called Harry Tornado. What a name, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, holy shit, dude. Like he goes into thrift stores and he'll buy a pair of shoes, right? Like, uh, you know, here's some we prepared earlier. Right? Yeah, nice. <laughs> so, as an example. He yep. buys these for a dollar. These are worth $90 secondhand. Wow. He's a Reebok CrossFit. No, 70 bucks, right? These yep. are right. So he buys these shoes. He puts them on eBay. He makes money. So I said to the missus, I said, you know, I'm going to try this. And she's like, oh, fuck, here we go. <laughs> like, here we go. He's going to become a hoarder. Yeah, the house is going to be full <laughs> of shit. Yeah. It is. So <laughs> I said, I'm only going to spend $100. I'm going to spend $100. Because I needed something to do. Like, it's yeah. okay. You can write a script. It doesn't mean you're going to go out and start making a movie, right? Yeah. So I come up with this idea and I call it flipping between movies, right? So I'm going to start with $100. So not this month, last month, September. I started buying stuff. I went and got mm. some stuff. I turned that $100 into $2,900 last month. Oh, right? dude. Yeah. Uh, just over, I think, $2,200 in profit, right? Yeah. Last month. And I've kept going. So now I've been watching these YouTube guys and like shoes guys. If you need shoes, hit me up. Yeah. Asics, Brooks, Nike. Guys, I got you covered, man. I got uh, you covered. Right? I might have to, mate. Uh, yeah, mate nice. I got some deals going here. Yeah. But toys, like vintage toys. Here's a funny story for you. I went to um, an op shop 
and I looked at, uh, on the shop and they had these JVC 3D glasses. So listeners, don't just think shoes, think everything, right? <laughs> and they had $2 on them. And I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. And as I picked them up, I saw these two boxes sealed JVC 3D glasses. Yeah. They had $6 each. And I'm like, 14 bucks. I'll take a gamble on that. Yeah. I went home. One brand new in the box was $250. Oh, nice. The two's 500 plus yeah. the loose one. So I thought I said to my partner, what am I going to do? I said, you know what? I'm going to put them up for 300 bucks. Yeah. $300 because I don't know if they work. I don't have a JVC 3D thing, right? Yeah. 300 bucks, brand new in the box, but one, the, the, the unsealed one free. Sold that night, $366, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's only one of the little success stories. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, uh, uh, yeah, some stuff though, you'll sit on it for a couple of months. But so for me, it's a bit, what I'm doing now is I'm going to do videos, right? Like the YouTube guys, but I'm going to show people like going on my movie sets and then, you know, interviews like with you guys and then going yeah. to the op shops and what am I buying and what am I doing? And it's called flipping between movies. And it's just for fun. It's just to yeah. say to people, hey, look at this. But hopefully I might be able to inspire someone else Mm. That, you know, is, is one. I mean, look, again, someone was saying to me the other day, oh, why would you do that for 10 bucks? And I uh, it was actually the dump store. And yeah. I said, do you mean to tell me that if you're walking down the street right now yeah. and there's a sign that says you can have this $10, but you need to swap it for a yeah. dollar, you wouldn't yeah. do it. And yeah. the guy goes, oh, of course I would. And I'm like, well, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> you just, what the fuck, bro? It's the same thing. Yeah. You know? yeah. But there is the, you know, the other side to it where, you know, you, you do your ass, you buy something, you think, yeah, like I bought this fucking globe over there that talks. I thought, yeah, this is great, you know, and I brought it home and fucking it's not worth anything. Yeah, I, yeah. I lost I lost $10, you know. So yeah, that's yeah, going to be Yeah. But I, I love yeah. that that idea on YouTube because, like, it, it gives insight, and I think you said this, to, you know, Australian horror director. It gives insight yeah. to your life, and mm, that's a mm. really cool thing for fans, for movie fans, just to see that behind-the-scenes kind of stuff. And that vlogging or blog, whatever they call it now, yeah, on the, yeah. the the YouTube, it's so big and there's so many people doing it now. And I just know over the years, you know, I've tried to, when I've been shooting movies, say to people, look, do you want to do little videos and try to give people BTS? Um, you know, and sometimes you can get it done, but when you actually get on set, it becomes very hectic. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's no longer like, hey, guys, Chris here. And I try to do it, but it gets really hard. Yeah. So I just thought, you know what, if I can create a once a week little video of building the sets and what we're going through out there and take people on a journey yeah, yeah. and and also other up-and-coming filmmakers they might see it and go well fuck, hey like this mm. is how he's doing the set so this is how they do that or yeah. whatever yeah. it is but then on the other side of it you know like things from from interviews or you know our clothing company goatia you know just take people on a journey yeah. and you know just once a week though it's and they're really talking like a 10 minute little thing that they can yeah. watch um but it just get you know, a bit of entertainment and, and again as i said i'm all about supporting the industry as much as possible but if i can inspire someone out there that's going you know what like i'd like to earn an extra 500 dollars a month yeah you know they might see how i'm doing because i'm going to teach them everything i'm learning yeah and yeah. um you know sort of off we go actually a mate of mine in in caloundra he's security guard for like, like the marijuana store yeah and um he's got his believe it or not his security badge says 666 i mean how fucking random is that right that's good. like 666 yeah. so i'm on the phone to him the other day and I'm telling him what I'm doing. I've actually got celebrities now that want to come out flipping with me. Yeah. Oh, right? wow. So stay tuned for that, guys. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've actually got some of the actors and stuff. They're like, hey, we want to go flipping with you. Awesome. Um, but yeah, so he's now start, like he now leaves his security job, going up the op shop, seeing what he can buy. But the poor bastard, 
he's standing some guy pulled up out the front and saw his thing and, and he's like the devil and started oh. yelling at him and get, like these are the oh. things you want to capture on film yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, these moments like i'm walking down the street and i see him and i got my little gopro and there's a guy like there's something wrong with this guy but this guy's sitting there right yeah. and brad's looking at me going yeah what's like and the guy thought brad was talking to him so uh, guys go what are you having to go at me for security guy and i'm like fucking film that shit. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's definitely entertaining throughout it's not just yeah. op shops it's not just movie sets it's just yeah. random stuff that i capture yeah. that hopefully people will enjoy but dude you should have got john jarrett out there to do his uh thing when that guy was like the devil (laughs) actually when jj comes up i should actually take him off shopping i think that'd be kind of funny you know john and i going off shopping i have to hit him up and see if he's keen yeah. But yeah, look, I'm always his drag drag outfit. For yeah, his yeah. <laughs> and put him in drag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, we, you know, we should do. We should take him and buy an outfit at the op shop and see if JJ yeah, will put it on. It. That'd be yeah. funny. Dress yeah, look, he's, he's such a cool cat. He probably would. But look, I think for me, like, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm 47. I'm not getting any younger. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not rich. You know, like you got to keep getting out. You got to keep hustling. You know, and yeah. I and I like to show my kids that you can accomplish anything. You can do anything. Yeah. If you want to go and fucking flip and turn those shoes, buy them for a dollar, turn them into five, yeah. you can do that. Yeah. You know, so for me, it's, you know, I'm, I'm trying to live my best life and have fun and, and you know, what was in, you know, be creative and yeah. get out there and do yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, but I also got to keep in mind, you know, like with the, even with the GoPro, because of, you know, my anxieties and stuff, like when I get into these shops, I'm trying to get more comfortable to spend more time in them. Yeah. Right? yeah. But normally I get in there and it's like, fuck. And then you get really nervous with the camera. Do you think, oh, people are going to, you know, like, what the fuck? Or, you know, you walk in there and, th- you know, someone sees you, you wonder if they're going to go, what the fuck are you filming? It's really awkward. So I'm getting yeah. better at it. Yeah. But, um, and I think that people will see that progression, you know, as we go along. Again, I think that because I don't go out, I don't go to events, I don't go to parties, I don't do anything. You know, again, it might be inspiring people to say, you know what, I'm, I feel you. I understand what you're going through. Yeah. And maybe, you know, you can start getting out a little bit as well yeah. and start, even if it's doing this or doing that, you know, or, or if it's somebody that's always wanted to write that script, you know, we might be yeah. able to, they might watch one of my videos and go, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. and if, if, if I can help in one Aussie make a movie or, or, or fucking do something, I'm, I'm happy. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Well, that's like thing, you're kind so. of uh, pushing exposure therapy for both yourself, but for others. Yeah, really. That small increment. Kind of is a little bit yeah. of therapy for me as well. Yeah. You know, like I, I, it's funny because I'll do these little videos, and I actually don't like doing them, but I do them. You know, uh, you know, when I upload stuff and stuff like that, and people see it, it's like the old thing. You know, just because someone's smiling doesn't mean they're not broken on the inside. Cool. And I think that that's what I want to try to say to people that I get you, I'm with you, right? Yeah. And we can, you know. Or if we can sit there and encourage people, if they, they always want to make that movie or or write that music or sing that whatever, like, let's fucking do it. Like, let's yeah. just do it. Because at the end of the day, I never would have thought I would have made five movies and yeah. wrote a fucking book, mate. I've written yes. a novel, yeah. you know? Yeah. I knew nothing about, I'd never even read a book. And I know Stephen King would slap me, right? He would be a fucking yeah. dude, you yeah. dumb prick. But I wrote a book and I remember I had to ring my mom and say, mom, how many pages are in a book? She's like, are you serious? Yeah. Like that can be any, you know, it depends. It's a book. Like, 112, yeah. It's, it's exactly. 112, you know, plus the synopsis or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I had no idea, but I did it and I proved it to myself. And I sold the book, like it's distributed in America, yeah. but I self-distributed it here in Australia and I sold over a thousand copies of my own little book. 
Yeah, so, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, magic, like yeah. You know, so again, people like if you ever want to write that book, like I'm terrible yeah. at grammar, I'm terrible at spelling. You don't need to be fucking good, guys. Just yeah. have a creative mind. Yeah, just write it and then get somebody to help you fix it later. Yeah, sure. it's yeah. the same as a script. Write everything. Like write the most brutal fucking kills. Write a hundred million dollar film. We'll yeah. bring it back to reality later, but yeah. write it all now, and then we can design it, or you can design it with your team to come within the budget. Yeah. Just get it out of your system first, yeah, and then you know, and be creative, and then we can, you know, uh, mold it into what it needs to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, just to circle circle back to the to your film choice as well um, for for uh, Rocky Four, I thought um, I know we've got Sam's got a bit of a short quiz for you uh, on that. Oh, no geez. pressure <laughs> to teach you knowledge right. on that, but um, before I do that, I'll quickly give it a summary just for uh, those who. Everyone's probably seen this film, but uh, Rocky IV, of course, was uh, released in 1985, uh, directed by Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone and written by him as well, uh, produced by Erwin Winkler and uh, Robert uh, Chartoff. Um, of course, star stars uh, Sylvester Stallone, uh, Burt Young, Talia Shire, Carl Weathers and Dolph Lundgren. Um, goes, uh, the budget was $28 million. It bought in $300 million, so a pretty good return. Not bad. Um, 6.8 on IMDb, 30, only 37% on Rotten Tomatoes, which seems very low, yet the audience score on Rotten Tomato was 78, 78%. So there you go. Is that good? Um, I don't know much about Rotten Tomatoes. Is that good? Uh, well, 37 is not the, great. It means certain, the critics but... hammered it, but the audience like it. Correct. Not yeah. Critics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the general plot synopsis, everyone would have seen this one probably, but uh, Rocky Balboa proudly holds the world uh world heavyweight boxing championship but a new challenger has stepped forward drago a six foot four 261 pound fighter who has the backing of the soviet union um on a side note i don't know if i've seen a movie where two fighters are more greased up or uh sweating they just seem to be soaked the uh the um the, the yeah like like you sort of said the um all the montages are pretty amazing in it as well and oh, yeah. um Dolph Lundgren is it's almost like a horror film in a way because he's such like the, the start where he kills Apollo as as you know I don't think it's a spoiler what do you mean yeah <laughs> but it's so almost scary so intimidating and he the fact he even says you know um if he dies he dies or something like yeah. that I mean that is so brutal and then the rest of the film and almost is, you're scared that our hero is going to die in this matchup I mean he's literally killed Apollo who is technically a better fighter than than Rocky is, really. yeah. um yeah. and how's this guy got a chance and I just love the scientists are always around him like injecting him with stuff and yeah. making him this like, <laughs> monster type thing where he's anyway great film but um this yeah yeah. All right, you got some questions. I've got some yes. questions, yes. Chris. Here we go. It's right, it's been a while it's... since I've watched it, but I reckon I've got it. I, yeah, I reckon you got right. this. Oh, it's... by the way, I'm bad with names though. So if it's a name thing, I'm fucked. But anyway, <laughs> it's, it's, sorry, I forgot to say that. It's all name based. No, it's not really. It's um it's true or false. So yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger helped Dolph in the gym prepare for the role. Oh come on, this is this is fucking outside the movie. This is BTS. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I've seen some BTS, but I'm going to say false. That's actually true, believe it or not. Fucking Arnold and Rocky weren't even friends. I back know. <laughs> Maybe that's why he helped him on the hope that he beat the shit out of him. Because there is rumor that uh, Sylvester told Rock, um, Dolph that he wanted to actually hit him yeah. in the film, 
And I've got a funny story about that later, but not about Dolph. But we'll, we'll go on that before we end the call. But yeah, next question. Right. <laughs> Number two. Sly rates Rocky four. He was asked, what does he rate Rocky four out of 10? And he said 7.1. True or false? Is that what he rates it? <laughs> this is like that one liner thing. <laughs> you know what? 7.1. Sly, no. Fucking hell, here we go. I'm gonna... <laughs> um, why would he say 7.1? You know what? I'm going to say fucking true. I'm just going to say it. That is true. Like, that is true. Hey. <laughs> it's such a weird number. Oh, it man. is. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Rocky Four was Dolph's first appearance on the big screen. True or false? That's false. That is true. That is right. Sorry, I shouldn't use that word. It is false. He was yeah. uh, in James Bond, A View to Kill. There you go. This. He had a very uh-huh. small role. All Did right. you know Van Damme's first movie role? No. He was a dancer in the movie called Breakdance. Oh, you sure. see Van Damme standing on the side as an extra dancer. Oh, yes. Wow. Yeah, Van Damme dance. Yeah, yeah. with the high pants. <laughs> I don't know why uh, I said that, but anyway. No, that's good. <laughs> that's that's good awesome. trivia. You're putting trivia back on me. I like it. Um, <laughs> number four, the 35th anniversary director's cut does not include Paulie's robot, true or false? Fucking that's got to be false, mate, because the robot was there. (laughs) Surely not. That is true. They cut it out. (laughs) Bullshit. (laughs) What would he cut out the robot for? I mean, remember when Rocky takes the call, right, and the kid is he's out washing the car and the kid comes out the robot, you can take it here, Rocky. And Rocky's walking around in circles getting dizzy. On yeah. the phone. How the fuck are you going to take out the robot? <laughs> it just that well, they take out the whole phone call too, you know? And then Paulie, that's the only route he's ever got, mate. He turned it into a Sheila. Like, why the fuck would you, t- you cut him some? So I got to get this 35th anniversary. Yeah, yeah. We'll, have to, we'll have to verify that. Um, number five, we're almost there, Chris. Hang in there. Gym <laughs> memberships in the US went up by 15% in the weeks following the release of Rocky Four. Right, well, I know nothing about Jim, right, <laughs> ever. But I'm going to say that it's true because I'm guessing people all wanted to go and, you know, that's true. It's false. Um... <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, I suppose Rocky was the first one. This is Rocky Four. You're already fit yeah. by now. Yeah, yeah. Right, it was 16%. It. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there was no percentage. That, that question was bullshit. Have um, I got any right yet? I think yeah, I got you, got, uh, you got the 7.1 out of 10 right. <laughs> of course. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Right. Last one. No, I got six. this one. I got this yeah. one. Stallone intended this Rocky Four to be the final Rocky film. True or false? I, I'm going to have to say true. I don't know. I'm going to say true because, you know, Rocky Five with Tommy Gunn just felt like he was going in a whole new realm, whole new thing. So I'm going to say true. That is correct, Chris. Hey. That is correct. <laughs> I've got to get one. I've got to get another one, mate. There we go. Uh, it's like my, it's like my movies, mate. Two two out of the five are great. You know, <laughs> you just got to pick the two. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Fifty percent chance of getting it correct. No, very good. Here's a funny story for you, real quick too. Talking about when I saw that video, uh, Drago. I think it was Drago or Sylvester Stallone talking about he wanted him to actually punch him. Yeah. When we're shooting Charlie's farm. I remember Kane Hodder. So those that don't know who Kane Hodder is, he played Jason Voorhees. And uh, he had a fight scene with Nathan Jones, uh, who played Charlie. 
yeah. uh, in Charlie's Farm, and Kane Hodder came up and he said, "I want, I want Nathan to actually punch me in the head." Oh wow! Right, stupid, and uh, I said, "That's not going to happen. Yeah. Right? he'll fucking kill you. Right, he'll kill you. Yeah. He's the size of his fucking hands." Yeah. So anyways, like, no, 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 I want him to, when we're doing the scene, I want him to physically punch me in the head. Oh. Right. So I went up to Nathan, <laughs> and I said, Kane wants you to feed, because Kane was serious. He's like, dude, I, I want, I've got to sell this stunt. I'm a stunt man. I'm like, no, nah, dude, you're going to die. Yeah. So and I went up to Nathan, and I said, Nathan, Kane wants you to punch him in the head. And Nathan's like, fuck, no way. I'm going to punch this guy in the head. But it reminded me of Rocky when Sylvester Sloan was talking about how Drago and him, and they wanted to make it real. But these yeah. guys had gloves on, whereas Kane was 100% serious. We never did it. No, Nathan never punched him in the head. Yeah. But it shows you that there is actors out there that will actually push themselves to get this shot, i.e. Rocky. Yeah. There was many times they would have got hit. Yeah. But it was, a, it was a moment for me where I was like, fuck, he's going to kill Jason Voorhees. Yeah. I mean, wow. How the fuck would we go? Jason Hodder, Jason Boyce comes to Australia, gets killed by fucking Nathan yeah, yeah. One <laughs> I mean, we, we, we all love Kane, but Kane, oh no, that wasn't going to happen. But that yeah. was, um, yeah, that was my experience of somebody actually wanting to be physically caught. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it was so scary because even like my stunt guys in Boar, I was always scared for them. And they had to drive a car down a little thing. Yeah. But I, you know, I was, I was worried, I was worried about my crew and stuff. And yeah, I remember Judd come up going, dude, like most directors are like, okay, we want you to get fucking air. We want you to fly through the air yeah. and crash yeah. and roll. He said, dude, you've put me in the softest area to roll down. Wow. You know, Cause I was worried about his safety. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's just, yeah, I, I think again, that'll come, you know, with learning as a director to, to, you know, be more daring, you yeah. know, but, yeah. But I don't think my films really need those big stunts, and we certainly don't need to punch people in the fucking face. No. <laughs> yeah, shot, you know? Well, uh, that's that's another little story for you, anyway. Yeah, I love it. It's well, it's funny actually because uh, apparently, a couple of quick other little facts. Apparently, Lunigan and Weathers didn't get on well on the set of Rocky because he was so aggressive, and uh, Stallone had to talk him out of quitting as well. Um, so that's interesting. Um, also, apparently, they had eight thousand people audition for the role of Ivan Drago yeah. as well. So, pretty big casting. And the last one I had, which I thought was quite interesting, was um, they they had the script for the for the film, but they also had a side script purely for the fight scenes. And they had the music lined up, and the script is like thirty pages just for the fight scene. And the way that Lonergan described it was, it would say like round one, left, 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 right left hook like it was literally to that detail yeah. So, yeah amazing but um yeah great film great choice um we should also make sure that we um for the possessed not possession uh is uh we should say <laughs> is distributed by umbrella entertainment um uh, with a special shout out to uh, Dead by Dawn as well, who uh, uh, um, also helped, um, yeah, with this as well. Um, and also, just to say, you know, if you if our listeners are keen to uh, get this uh, or get access to this film, yeah, go watch um, it. Definitely do it. Great film. Yes, um, yeah. It's uh, I believe it's available to purchase uh, from VOD, so all, on all digital platforms, uh, Blu-ray and DVD. So uh, get out there and and purchase it because it is uh, a great, great film. Yeah. And where's it available to, where can you get the DVDs too? Is it on your website? Yeah, you can get it from a website as well. Like people can buy them direct from us or they can go like on, like what is it, like JB Hi-Fi, Sanity, yeah. okay, cool. all the different places. They can yep. go to Slaughter Effects, you know, if they want to get a copy of it there. Um, right now, like, if people are buying them, I, I did was meant to stop at the first 100, but I just keep signing them. So if someone buys oh, nice. them, I just sign oh, them, nice. ship them out, sign for them. Um, but yeah, and I want to thank Umbrella as well, you know, and Thomas from um, you know, Dead by Dawn. 
Um, you know, the Umbrella are great supporters of the Aussie indie film industry. And, uh, you know, just stoked to have those guys, you know, behind us pushing this film out there. And Thomas, you know, just helping them market the film and get it out there as well. Um, and he, you know, he's always putting up so many films and supporting, yeah. you know, and it's great to see people doing that again. It just comes back to, you know, just everybody just, I don't know, again, just getting behind each other, mate, and making it happen. Yeah. So a big shout yeah. out to those guys. Um, but definitely umbrella for, you know, getting the movie out there for the world to see. And in America, where, you know, we, we landed Scream Factory, so that was exciting. And yeah, it's, you know, p- pumping out there. So if you've got any US audience listening, you know, yeah, yeah. Ch- check out Scream, mate, and get it from them and the rest of the world. I think there's some theatres starting now. I think Latin America is going into theatrical uh, very awesome. soon. Yep. And, and all the other countries are starting to release. So it's yeah, be out there by the end of the year, hopefully, you know, done and dusted. Bloody Very exciting, cool. mate. Well, well done. And congratulations on the film. And, and good luck with the other ones uh, that are starting to get in production. And um, yeah. mate, we'll, we'll have to get you on again. I was going to say, yeah, have to have you back those on. Come out. Yeah, yeah love, love to come on, have a chat. You guys are fun. And um, it, was, it was definitely a fun interview, you know, and, and, and I like that. And I hope your listeners, you know, guys, uh, not for me, share this out, you know, get everybody sort of, you know, Checking these boys out, they're a funny pair of fuckers, ah, and um, you know they, they 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 love the industry, and we need to we need to be all sharing and supporting each other's stuff. So thank you guys for listening. If you got this far, you know <laughs> we appreciate you as well. And um, yeah, check out the movie, um, and yeah, if you get a chance, check out Flipping Between Movies. Yeah, coming soon. We'll make sure we repost that. Yes. Too. Yeah, yeah coming soon. I'll let you guys yeah. know once I've got. Yeah, my, I've got an Instagram yeah. page. Simon Buchanan's my only follower. Because uh, yep. I've got nothing on there, right? Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how she found it, but she found it, right? So, but, um, yeah, look, yeah, let's all have fun. But, yeah, love to come back and chat again, Done. you know, when you're ready. Perfect. Right. Chris, Thanks son, thank you so much, and we will chat soon. Beautiful. Take care. You too, guys.